It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Barry Woods, and indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Leah and my partner and co-host, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, Mark McMurray. Great to see you, buddy. Hey, good to be back. Good to be back. How's it going? Uh, it's a little bit cooler this week. So, it's cold, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. Going pretty good. <laughs> it is cold in the uh, in the St. Louis metro area this week. Um, you know, we always talk to uh, the guys out on the water about fishing, and Mike Marfell was on with us last week. He's on with us all the time, and um, he uh, uh, always says, you know, it's a great time. This is a great time of year to fish, and it's a great time. Uh, it doesn't end until the water is hard, till the water freezes. Until the well, water freezes. The water yep. might start freezing a little bit if we keep uh, this up for much longer. I, I did see a couple of small ponds that had a little bit of ice forming yeah. on, along the bank this yeah. morning. Yep. Yeah, and I continue to be amazed every time I drive over. Um, you know, I moved out to St. Charles County, so uh, every every day when I drive into work, I have to uh, cross the Missouri River. And uh, every time I drive over the bridge, I'm looking down. I'm, like, looking down. I'm trying to see, you know, like, stuff on the ground. And, I mean, there's just all that stuff that's supposed to be underwater. Is oh, just, it's, a, it's incredible. I know. You know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, same way when I go across the 367 bridge. I, yeah. I, I see parts on wing dikes that I had, had never, ever seen before. Yeah, yeah. And they're, here, they're, they're exposed. And right. A lot of guys, you know, trying to – they're recording that stuff mentally just – to try to remember, yeah, where yeah, but, all the structure is under the water, yep. or what's going on under there. Where's the good? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a great point. Uh, also, we're in full blown uh, hunting season, so our guest today is going to be Tim Shelsvik from Jury Outdoors, uh, regular on the show. Uh, great person, the person I think to talk to uh, when it comes to anything involving the uh, hunting world. So, uh, looking forward to that conversation. Got a few things that I want to talk to Tim about. Um, and speaking of uh, hunting, uh, of course, the uh, new addition out there at Bluff City Outdoors in Alton. Uh, every week we talk to you, it's just getting to be a bigger and bigger deal. The brand new archery range that you guys have opened up out there, more and more people are finding it each and every day. So what's the latest out at uh, the shop? Yes, so it's uh, it's it's still going pretty good. Like you said, we get more and more people out there uh, coming in, learning that we're there, seeing what we offer. Uh, and then when we also took out some time this past week, one of the uh, Jeff the Botech in there mm-hmm. went in there and programmed a bunch more scenarios into the Techno Hunt system. Yeah. So uh, so now there's a lot more different options, you know, for that system. Yeah. Uh, to offer and uh, you know we're, we're getting it's like I said every day. I mean it's it's kind of weird. I'm used to you know it's fishing season slow right now, so we're open and, and then all at once you, you get about three in the afternoon and then the archery people start showing up yeah. each day. So yeah, it's just a little bit. A little bit different to see uh, that wave come in at that time of day. Right. So it's, it's pretty good. So. Can you talk a little bit more about the techno hunt system? Because we've talked about it, but we don't we don't get into it very often. And um, we probably should because it is such a cool thing. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a different. really yeah, it's, awesome. Uh, it's a really awesome thing. And, not, and Bluff City Outdoors is the only place that has it anywhere around here, yeah, really. So yeah. 
Right, right, right in the main St. Louis area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell like the Techno Hunt system. Yeah, so it, it's a video system where you're uh, you use a special tip, a blunt tip on your arrows. You have to get those first. We make sure everybody's yeah. shooting those. Uh-huh. And uh, but you're using your own bow, your own equipment. See, that's that is a cool part of it, I think. And then you come in and you know you match the grain weight on your arrow, what you want to shoot. And uh, but it's a video system that we started. It's a video projector and. You're shooting against a Kevlar screen, but the scenarios are really, really good. I mean, yeah. and there's I think seven or eight hundred different different scenarios to shoot. You know, anything from a you know deer, turkey. I think there's frogs in yeah. there, and, and huh. then you got your then you got your fun stuff. There's a yeah. zombie scenario, right? <laughs> one that people struggle with the most is when the balloons move across the screen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to shoot those moving balloons, and every once once in a while, one goes across real fast, and that's the one everybody misses, but. That's awesome. But it just, um, it runs, you program for a half an hour or an hour. Uh, we charge 25 bucks an hour for the first shooter. It can be four shooters in there uh, at a time. And each additional shooter is another $10. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. People like it a lot. It's so you know? cool. It is, it is, it is so cool. And you, and you really are like, you know, you've got the, you've got the, Know, the I don't know traditional range or whatever you would call it, the physical uh, range probably a better word for it uh, right outside the door of the of the techno hunt system so you could of course take advantage of that while you're out there too but you really are it's not it's not like you're it's not like uh, you're playing a video game I mean you're you you're shooting your bow you're shooting your bow real, your arrows your yep. real bow and arrows you're you know so like you are you're you're not only having fun. But you are getting better. I mean, it's like you really are. Uh, it, it really is great practice and great you know, honing of your skill. When yep. You're and there, there's in there. some of the scenarios. Uh, you know what we thought is as as it, as you know more people find out that we have it. If somebody's going like on an elk hunt trip, they, they can come in and shoot scenarios with elk in it to kind of train their eye and get mm-hmm. get you know kind of used to used to that. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know that that's what we're. You know, we've been told a lot of people will do that because before they go on their real hunt. Yeah. You know, just to trying to train their eye up, train their senses. Yep. And uh, so it, it's a cool system. So cool. So cool. Uh, there's so many things out at Bluff City Outdoors that uh, you can take advantage of, especially since they uh, opened up the expansion just uh, several weeks back. Um, so get out there and check them out uh, about a mile east yeah. of Fast Eddie's. One thing also, yeah. too, is uh, Matthew's Bows, where Matthew's dealer, uh, they, they released their – 2023 bows uh, coming out. So we got our intro packet out there. So we do have oh, a, a cool. three of the new bows that, nice. are, that Matthews is going to be, uh, that are available from them. So yeah, if you want to come by and check that out, it's kind of a, you know, uh, people are looking forward to it. And then, uh, so we're also taking pre-orders. On yeah. That stuff. yeah. They haven't really ramped up production yet, but so everybody, every Matthews dealer in the whole country gets their three, three bows the exact same day. Mm, that's and cool. it's kind of a neat, neat way. They that do is that, cool. So. Yeah, I like that. And then Hoyt's coming up here in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. so uh, as I mentioned, we'll talk to Tim Chelsvick uh, from Drury Outdoors in a few minutes. And um, I know he's spent a lot of time out in the woods here recently. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing his stories and um, you know about what's going on out there. But uh, what are you hearing from customers out at the, the shop? Well, you, you said that, uh, obviously, <laughs> below free, a cold snap like this uh, will definitely slow down the uh, the fishing industry a little bit. But um, we're kind of right in the heart of hunting season right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, gun season's going on the first first three days in Illinois now. Yeah. Uh, so the, the deer archery side of it takes a three-day hiatus on that. Uh, and uh, 
But uh, the hunting's been pretty good. We're seeing a lot of results. Some really, there was a couple of monster bucks that on that uh, one rating system they used. They were a two fifty six and a two sixty six. Mm. And um, I, you know, I'm not as familiar with that, but I've been told that that's either, a, but that that's sounds a like huge a big number. number. Yeah, and uh, they were <laughs> both off the same farm. They were both huge. I got. I'm going to try to post some pictures of them. Nice. So. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to talking to Tim about that. And uh, um, there's some other things that I want to that I want to uh, ask him about because you know there's as I mentioned we mentioned this a couple times I keep seeing I'm seeing more and more deer everywhere I just I want to ask him about the about what's going on out there is it just what we talked about last week are they just are are deer finding where the the safe neighborhoods are to be and that's where they're at and there's why there's so many of them I mean I was driving home one day this week. And I was on a very busy street in a very crowded residential area where there is no, I, I, I honestly, I don't even know where the closest even wood line would be. And this deer runs it right across the street, right across it, this it, four I, lane street. It doesn't seem like, to I'm take like, a whole lot where, to keep them happy. There's nothing but subdivisions, there's nothing but, but busy subdivisions on either side of the street and I mean, this thing, it, I almost hit it, and the car coming in uh, 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 the opposite direction almost hit it. And it's not the kind of place that you would ever expect a deer to be running across the street. It's just, it feels like they're just like, they, there's the, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, I think they've adapted to the, that could, kind of the, that, especially the, the suburbs. To, yeah, just the, the civilization. The, <laughs> yeah, they just adapt. I know there's people in Edwardsville that have them, they'll, they'll bed down in their shrubs and stuff, you know. Wow. Just right outside yeah. their house. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that almost has to be the explanation because it just, it's just unbelievable. But it just, but I don't know if I just was in the wrong place or what, or wasn't paying attention, but it wasn't until like this year that I, it seemed like it just, it, it just started out of nowhere. Like it, it just is happening for Could the first time. Could just be they're expanding their herd too. You yeah, know, just more yeah. and more of them. And, That's and, true. Uh, yeah, they, they seem to the the suburbs offer a lot to them. You know, yeah, because you got little sections of trees. Like Alton's got a lot of spots where you'll have a just a I don't know couple thousand square feet of some overgrown brush and stuff. And yeah, everything's and in that's there, enough. You know, and that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's enough. Absolutely. So uh, lots to talk to about, uh, uh, talk about uh, with uh, Tim Shelswick for Direct Outdoors. So let's go ahead and, uh, and do that now. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back. We'll talk to Tim uh, from Jury Outdoors, and we will get you the fishing report. Uh, even in this cold weather, still a great time to be out there if you can, uh, if you can stand it. Uh, great time to catch big fish right now. So we'll bring you that fishing report a little bit later on in the show as well. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Yeah, I'm a This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I want to remind you about our great friends out at Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. Always a great uh, place to visit, but especially this time of year, if you want to uh, add something to your holiday meals—Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas—if um, you want to add, if you want to order 
specifically like uh, uh, dinner rolls or bread for those uh, uh, for those holidays. Make sure that you get in your orders ASAP, especially Thanksgiving orders. You only have a couple days left uh, for that. But uh, anytime you are in the Maplewood area, make sure that you visit our friends at Great Harvest Maplewood. Just cannot go wrong. My favorite thing in the world is their pumpkin bread out there, but uh, you can't make a mistake. The breads, the muffins, the cookies, the snickerdoodles, the donuts, all of it is just absolutely second to none. And uh, you can learn more at greatharvestmaplewood.com to get out there and check those guys out. All right, as I mentioned, uh, joining us now on the phone, back on the show once again, is our friend Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. Tim, always great to talk with you, buddy. How's it going? It's it's going good. Deer season has been kind of a grind. Yeah. I've not punched uh, my uh, my uh, my buck tag yet this year. I've killed a few deer for the freezer, but still trying to find that mature buck to shoot. Okay. So, but otherwise, I'm, I'm doing really good. So that is uh, that's that's exactly where I wanted to start and what I wanted to talk to you about most. Um, how is it going in the in the woods this year so far? What are you hearing? Uh, um, and uh, obviously. I guess you know, not a not a terrible season so so far for you, but you're still hoping that it uh, that it gets even better. So yeah, just uh, what are you hearing out there? What are you seeing, and how's it going so far? Well, overall, and, and this has kind of been true across the Midwest, we've had a bumper acorn crop, which is great for wildlife. Uh, it makes it a little tougher on hunters, though, because that means that pretty much any uh, any white oak tree in the woods is a source of food, and it really disperses deer movement and, and kind of their travel patterns. Mm. So if you're hunting the timber, and, and even if you have food plots, it's, it's hard to get within bow range on a deer or even pattern them because they pretty much are living in a grocery store. Anywhere they turn, there's something for them to eat, and it uh, just, just makes it kind of tough. And then we've also had a pretty warm fall, um, and, and that suppresses daytime deer movement because, you know, you think about in October they start, you know, late September, early October, they start changing, bolting their, uh, their, their summer coat into their winter coat. And then you think about what it would be like to go out you know, on a 75 degree day with your winter coat on, well, that's what it's like for deer. And so they tend to wait till it cools down in the evening to move. And, and, uh, so it's been, uh, it's been a, a, a more of a challenging deer season, but we had that major cold front come through mm-hmm. last weekend, just in time for the Missouri rifle opener. And a lot of deer died last weekend and, and deer cast was predicting that, um, because uh, moon phase was getting really good and temperatures were dropping and barometer was going up also. In fact, there were over 93,000 deer killed in Missouri alone last weekend. Wow, wow. That, so it sounds like, yeah, the cold snap and uh, the introduction of, the, uh, of, of, of rifle season finally getting here, um, it definitely made a big uh, 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 impact there. I know you will continue, and many uh, other bow hunters will continue to to bow hunt, um, even like idiots. Yeah, even through rifle season. Yeah. Uh, when it's when it's when it's a year like this, and in those conditions that you just described, where it's you know it's it's already very difficult, you know, a lot more difficult, and involves a lot more um, uh, skill. But also, you need a little bit of luck, and you know the luck is definitely not on your side with the conditions that you just described with the 
um, with the deer being spread out and 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 moving around like that, is there any is there is there is there any urge inside to put the bow away and take the rifle out for a couple of days just to uh, uh, just to see what happens, or it, it, does that never even, does that never even cross your mind? Yeah. No, it, it it crosses my mind all the time because you know, I'll saddle hunt too, and and that like there's been a couple days this year where I have sat from first light to last light hanging in a tree saddle, and uh, and I get done you know little saddle sore after 12 hours spent like that, and I'm thinking why why am I doing this? Like if <laughs> if I just brought the Winchester with me, I could reach out a couple hundred yards. Right. If I see a buck, the chances are I could take him, but but I also, I just, I really, and, and, and there are a fair number of bow hunters that are like this. I'm, I'm not really unique in that sense, but we just, we really like the process. It's kind of like the fly fishing of hunting because mm-hmm. there are easier ways of, of catching fish than on a fly rod. Uh, but, uh, but, but for, for those of us who enjoy fly fishing, we know that part of the magic of it is just uh, the, the process and, and getting close or tying a fly or, or, you know, getting within 20 yards of a deer um, and, and, and executing a shot. So as, as much as, as I would love to punch a tag and put my hands around uh, some antlers, I, I really do enjoy the process of bow hunting. So so prefer to do that. But I do think about it all. The, and I get reminded by a lot of people, like, you, you, you take a gun out, Tim, if you want to. It's have, stupid. Have you, have you this year, have you, have you been in – rifle range of a nice size buck um but not within within bow range you know no, I, it's a great question as i think about it i've had mature bucks on camera on, on trail cam but i have not even been in the neighborhood of one mm-hmm. that i know of to, so so even you know taking a gun with me i guess so far this now i would be hunting different locations if i had a gun um, right now, I'm hunting pinch points and really brushy, thick stuff that kind of forces deer in close to me. But had I been gun hunting, I probably would have been sitting out on some cattle pastures and bigger open ground and, and had more opportunities. But but uh, but yeah, it, it's tough when when you don't even see a mature deer, but you know they're out there. But but it, it's crazy. The, the, the thing about hunting, Tony, is that your whole season can change in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. There's a really big nine pointer that I'm chasing. I, I've got a few great pictures of him. He's on this farm. I know he is. And all it takes for my world to change is for him to decide to take the funnel that I'm, I'm hunting that day. And, um, and then, you know, then it's all about me making a good shot. So that that's kind of like the eternal optimist that, you know, I know you fish a lot. Anglers and hunters have to be eternal optimists because, uh, otherwise, we, we would just quit because oh. there are a lot of days where nothing happens. Oh, absolutely! You could, you, I, I could sit in a boat. I could sit in a boat in like in the cold and in in in, in maybe even rains a little bit, and it's just absolutely miserable. And you're out there for five or six hours, and if you don't catch anything, you it, you know you get out of the boat, you go home, and oh, it was a miserable day. It was terrible. Oh, what a waste of time. Uh, but if you it, if at the very end of that six hours you catch one, three four pound bass or even whatever like it's, it's the whole the, uh, all of a sudden the whole six hours 
was a great trip. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Every minute well, of it was an absolute blast <laughs> because of that and, one fish, <laughs> that one moment. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times my wife, as I'm leaving the house, my wife will say, have fun. And I always think to myself, it's probably not going to be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly, it's 99% boredom and uh, questioning life decisions as you're sitting there in a tree or in the boat. But then it's just all it takes is that one instant to happen, and it's, it, it, totally, it totally recontextualizes the experience. Okay, I think that Mark and I may have an idea that could turn your season around. So this is a secret. Is it legal? This is a secret. I don't know. We're going to run this by you. We're going to ask you about it. It's a secret, though. I don't want this getting out. So nobody, if, if you're listening, just turn the radio off. Just go away. We're, we're, this is, I don't want anybody to know this because I don't want anybody to steal our, our idea. We were talking last week. Now, again, like you said, I'm mostly a fisherman. Mike Marfell was with us here last week. He's mostly a fisherman. Uh, Mark is a fisherman and a trapper, but not necessarily, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a big of a hunter as, as, as you are. So, but all handsome men. But we all thank you. Back <laughs> at you, my friend. And um, uh, but we all we, we we've we've all had some similar experiences, and and so we had an idea, and we got to run we run by an expert, and you're the expert. Why don't you fish? Why don't why don't you come up with some kind of apparatus that would allow you to fish from the water? Hunt from the water. Hunt from the water. Excuse me. Hunt from the water. I'm sorry. My head's always my my head's always in the boat. Hunt from the water. Thank you, Mark. That's why he's the best co-host of the business, folks. He helping me out. Yeah. So eagles are better than yes, eagles. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, two words made in America. Uh, the so the, so all three of us having like I was telling stories about uh, bank fishing and having deer just walk right up to me and you know almost be mad at me for being in their way and no fear whatsoever. Mark, you know, yeah. you kind of oh, told yeah. a with story the, like that. Yeah, without, out in a, you know, cattail marsh trapping muskrats and are running mink sets along the water. I'm standing in the water, and the deer, they'll be coming down the trail. You hear them coming. You stop, and you look at them. They, they, they completely ignore you when you're out in the water. In the water, because they, there's, there's no threat in the water. Yeah, they don't have threats coming from the water. So I, I can't tell you the number of scary-sized bucks I've seen while we've been bow fishing at night on the Merrimack River, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you got a bunch of halogen lights on the boat, and you kind of cruising around the banks and stuff, and and you know, just from the the, the splash glow of the lights into the wood, you see this giant back there just looking at you. No big deal. Uh, but yeah, well, so, so so there are. Let's put a chair. Some, yeah, I'll put a chair in the water. That's you know, uh-huh. and it, 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 you put it in six feet of water. It's a ten foot chair. You sit in there, you know, sure, ten feet back okay. into the, you know, ten feet off into the water. Yeah, my, off the water my line. stepbrother, when we had the crawdad farm out there, yeah. he, he put he built one of basically it was a duck blind out there to deer hunt out of because the deer had no fear of anything out in the water. Yeah, and he yeah. he shot some really good we deer. We can't we can't possibly be the first people to think of this. Why why I've actually what do we what how do we make this happen and how do we make money off of it. <laughs> well, first, I'm wondering how people are going to know when to turn the radios back up because they won't hear us tell us that we're oh, telling them that we're all, done talking about They're all money hungry jerks. They didn't turn the radio off to begin with. They all want to know our idea. 
Someone's got to come up with uh, the buck blind and uh, <laughs> make a million dollars. So but, honestly, uh, though, is that really a, is that a thing? Have you ever heard of anybody like setting up in or near the water because uh, to hunt? Yeah, yeah, it, it it doesn't happen very often. But there was a, a place I hunted where I seriously thought about putting my my fly fishing waders on and just standing kind of in waist deep water near a, a snag and waiting for deer to to come down there. I never, you know, I could not figure out how to set it up where I wouldn't be making ripples and stuff on, on the water to, to kind of give myself away. But, but the, there are rules and each state's a little different, but uh, like so, some states you, you, uh, you can, you know, you can access the obviously access the property with a bow, but you can't be like underway. You can't be using the, uh, the any of the motors on the boat to while you shoot the deer or the deer can't be in the water or like you really like it is possible you just have to very uh like you'd have to really go through the regs and make sure that it was legal in the way that you were doing it but but yeah it's uh, it's it's definitely a possibility well if you want to talk about creating some type of water deer stand we will we'll make it mark can sell it i'll promote it you design it. We got this thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, a couple of times when I was out there trapping, I mean, they literally came within a couple feet yeah. of me. And, yeah. and, and they were staring right at me. Yeah. They, they knew I was there, but they just didn't care. Yeah. I, I had a, I, I, is I, the story I told last week, I was, I was bank fishing um, at, a, at a buddy's uh, farm pond a few years ago, uh, early on a Sunday morning. I was all by myself. And I suddenly hear behind me this, like, <laughs> I, I hate to impersonate a deer on the air, but here we go. I hear this, like, and I look up, and this thing is just, he's 20 feet behind me, and I thought he was going to, I thought it was about to get ugly because apparently I was blocking his way to the bank, and he certainly was not, he was certainly not afraid of me. Like, I didn't, uh, you know, he, I moved around a little bit, and he did not, he was not afraid of me in any way. He wanted me to. You were not a threat. No, he wanted me to move, so. A, yeah. ver- a variation on the theme is when the Merrimack floods, I have thought about taking a deer stand, like a climbing stand, back into the timber and mm. going up a tree and shooting grass carp as they swim by out of the oh, deer stand. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen the videos of you uh, of, of you bow fishing, and it looks uh, it looks pretty awesome. So. Fun. I, I I would like to be doing some of it this time of year, but until I kill a few bucks for TV, uh, that's kind of the uh, that's the priority right now. So we only got a couple minutes left here, but I wanted to. There was a story in the news uh, just this morning that caught my attention, and so uh, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on it because again, we're we're kind of almost out of time, but um, uh, and we don't usually do. We you know we very rarely, if ever, do, get political or you know get into the news cycle on this um show but this i I think is um you know this is uh uh, right in the pocket of what we talk about this is happening in in the state of oregon uh hunters fear the end of firearm sales until oregon creates gun permit system um uh, hunters and sportsmen uh fear the firearm sales will freeze in oregon in three weeks when one of the nation's strictest gun control measures takes effect it's called measure 114 which voters have uh, approved. 
by um, uh, just 1% of the vote in a very, very close vote there, that bans ammunition magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds um, and mandates the creation of a permit-to-purchase system that includes hands-on firearm training. The Oregon Hunters Association said, we're looking at the end of firearm sales in Oregon until this system is put in place. The Oregon State Police announced this week that it will take effect on December 8th and when asked whether firearm purchases will halt on that date if a permit processing system is not yet in place, their spokesperson said uh, only that they are working diligently to get that uh, program in place. So didn't answer yes or no. Uh, Only six of Oregon's 36 counties voted in favor of the measure, and at least five sheriffs in that state have said that they will not enforce the law when it takes effect, but it's not yet clear how that would work with a permitting system that will likely be implemented at the state level. Uh, and then numerous, many uh, different outdoor and sportsman groups have uh, come out and expressed opposition to Measure 114. Uh, I know this is in Oregon, and it's not in Missouri or Illinois, but whenever something like this is happening anywhere in the country, it's going to you know draw the attention of people who enjoy uh, the great outdoors and hunting and, and, and just their Second Amendment rights in, in general. Uh, how does that, when you hear that story, Tim, how do you, what, what's your reaction to it? And, and it, it, do you have any concern that that is something that we could face in our area one day? I, I, I guess I just, I wish people would be honest, like be candid and frank and honest. What is the purpose behind doing this? Mm-hmm. Do the people think that it will really curb uh, shootings, uh, violence. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do they really think it'll do that, or do they just they just don't like guns and they just want them gone? Like, or just, they want to score. They want to score a political be, win. Yeah, yeah. Be be, be uh, as brave as Beto O'Rourke was and tell us <laughs> that you want to come for our AR-15. Yeah. Like just just tell us. Yeah. Be yeah. honest. But they they will they will not be honest. And my guess is that this is just the death by a thousand cuts um, uh, policy that uh, that people that seem to have progressive views about society seem to have that they if they can't take away our guns in wholesale they'll take them away piecemeal. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and it's interesting and, to see the stats there. The that six of the only six of the thirty six counties in the state of Oregon even supported this bill. And Mark, it's kind of like in Illinois. It's like it's like it's it was Portland. It was Portland, yep. you know, that, that made the decision for the entire state. It's like Chicago it's makes like it. It's like Chicago does for Illinois. Uh, Every and, election. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which can be completely frustrating. And uh, maybe something we can uh, we can talk a little bit more about um, uh, on another uh, show one day soon But because uh, we're almost out of time. But I, I just wanted to bring that up because it was in the news today, and I think it's something that everybody out there that uh, – you know, it wants to protect their Second Amendment rights, but you know, even further than that, you know, just the their their right to to hunt and enjoy the great outdoors. You know what I mean? It's just well, yeah, yeah, and, and definitely a cautionary tale for everyone who is fatigued by politics. And I'm right there with them. Yeah. If if you want to say, you know, they're all crooks, whatever. I don't even pay attention. Well, just know that there are other there, there's a vocal minority that is paying attention and they're engaged and they're getting things done and they are impacting your rights. So ignore at your own peril. Yep. 
So, Tim, before we let you go, uh, especially with the unique conditions of the year, probably no better time to make sure you are utilizing the DeerCast app as you are getting out there and hunting. Remind folks about the DeerCast app and uh, the uh, the 100% Wild podcast there and all the different ways that uh, our listeners can uh, use those things to enhance their next trip to the great outdoors. Yeah, if you're still in a struggle bus like me, still trying to kill a buck, uh, DeerCaster will help you dial in on the right time to go hunt at whatever location you want to go. Plus, we have maps in there now to drop waypoints for your cameras, and stands, and uh, we, we have live, uh, live Doppler radar. We have a deer recovery tool, so you pick the spot that you killed, that you shot your deer, and it'll tell you how long to wait and if the shot was lethal. And, like, just a lot of great tools in there to help people. Uh, be successful out in the field. And if you want to listen to a couple guys who are kind of crappy at deer hunting, talk about deer hunting and have some expert guests on, that's Matt Drury and me. We host the 100% Wild podcast every week. You can watch it on DeerCast or YouTube, or you can download the audio version anywhere you get your podcast. There you go. Subscribe to the 100% Wild podcast at the same time that you subscribe to the Bluff City Outdoors show podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, it'll go from two to four guys talking about things that they don't know what they're talking about, but it's always a good time. So <laughs> make sure you're checking it out. Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors. Certainly always appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, good luck out there. And we'll check back with you in a few weeks and uh, see if things have turned around uh, for you in the woods. Thanks, buddy. Hope to have some good news for you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That is Tim yep. Shelswick yep. from Drury Outdoors. Always great stuff from him. All right, let's take another quick break and bring you that fishing report when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. One more segment to go here before we wrap up this week's show. I want to remind you that uh, next time you are out grilling to make sure you have some Rockwood Lump Charcoal alongside. Rockwood Lump Charcoal, not only a great local company, but the best product you could be using. They have been ranked the number one consumer-rated charcoal in the country nine years in a row rockwood lump charcoal if you've never used lump charcoal before it just is a it's just a superior product in every way first of all everything in it which is not very much you don't have all the chemicals and fillers and everything else that you have in like uh, the the briquettes if that's what you're used to grilling with but it's all 100 organic it's all missouri hardwoods uh, in rockwood charcoal and being the lump charcoal means that it burns cleaner it burns faster it burns hotter you have more control of what you're doing um, you can also uh, manipulate the the flavors that go into whatever you're cooking especially if you use other rockwood products like their smoking woods and other things like that so 
Uh, it is just a superior grilling experience all around when you use Rockwood Lump Charcoal, which you can find at over 100 area stores. You can find the closest one to you and pick up some grilling tips and tricks all at rockwoodcharcoal.com. All right, we'll get to that fishing report here in just a minute, uh, but um, uh, wanted to get uh, Mark McMurray, my co-host, uh, owner of Bluff City Outdoors, uh, thoughts on the story that we were just talking about out of the um, uh, state of Oregon. We were just uh, talking to Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors about this uh, legislation that is passing out there that's uh, it's, it's extremely restrictive um, uh, gun bill, if you want to, if you missed, uh, if you missed the conversation with Tim, make sure you just you're, you're subscribed to our podcast, um, Bluff City Outdoors podcast. You can get it in any in, in any podcast platform. Subscribe to it. We put the show out right after we get off the air every week, so you never never miss anything. Uh, should be subscribed to that anyway. So make sure you have that done. Uh, but um, uh, without getting back into all of those details, uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the local hunting and sportsmen organizations there in Oregon and some of the, in a lot of the national groups as well have been really outspoken against this legislation. Just wanted to get your thoughts because, you know, um, there's a big difference between Missouri and Illinois and this story out of Oregon seems like it, oh, it could be in an Illinois, Illinois yeah. story and that's, you know, your home state and all of that. So I wanted to just, what you thought about that. Yeah. So, you know, all of that the stuff, they, they sell that stuff as for, you know, crime prevention, yeah. crime, like reducing safety. Crime. Yeah. Measure. So it, yeah. it, you know, but it, it's really a, a roundabout way of, of just gathering power and stuff. And, and, you know, absolutely. Anytime some of that stuff comes up, I always go back to thinking about the, uh, presidential debate that Ross Perot was in. All right. I mean, he, he got asked a question about crime. Mm-hmm. And he said his answer was so simple and quick. He said, you got a crime problem, soft on crime, there's your problem. Yes. You know, and I just, I, I, I think of that all the time and I just go. So true. It is so true. I mean, because I've told people, I said, people always say, oh, the stiff penalties don't work on deterring crime. And, and that's just so not true because I could prove if somebody is willing to answer five questions that I ask them, honestly, I can prove that deterrence works. And, and it's just okay. a simple thing. What's a common law that everybody breaks? Speeding. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. The penalty in Illinois is 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. People speed. They pay the penalty. Next question I ask them, if it's $500, are you going to still speed? Mm-hmm. And they'll typically say, yeah. yeah. Okay. If it's $5,000, are you still going to speed? <clears throat> you, know, you just keep by the fifth yeah. question when you say it's $500,000, yeah. everybody goes, no, I'm not going to speed. Right. Deterrence works. Yes. If or, you make the penalty stiff enough, yep. people will quit doing it. Yep. Or if there are, if it's enforced. If or you, if it's enforced. If you're getting pulled over. If you're getting pulled over every time you, if every time you speed, you're getting pulled over or, or it's happening a, a whole lot more. You see, or you, or, or you see the radar guns or you see the police officers out there. You're not going to speed. Yeah, you don't right speed. From because you know it's right there and you, it, they're enforcing the law. And you're so you're exactly right. Those deterrents do absolutely yeah. work. And if you make them, yeah, make them hurt, yeah, and make them and follow through with it. Yeah, yeah. I, and again, you, you know, know, we don't we don't usually get into your politics on this show, but we've you know uh, on on Colombo and Katie um, uh, on on right here on News Talk STL. You know, we I've talked to we've 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 talked to police officers. We've had Sheriff Dave Marchak on this on this show talking about his about hunting. But we've had him on, you know, on our on Colombo and Katie talking about law enforcement, and you know they, 
they've they're hearing it from the criminals that the criminals are saying, yeah, that you can lock me up, you can put me in jail overnight, whatever, nothing's going to happen. Just why yeah. don't you just process it, process me, and let me go? It's an inconvenience. Yeah, and so they know. So the the message has been sent. You know, the soft on crime message has been sent, and that's what you get. And that's and that's what happens. You, a lot of times, you don't need. Almost in, 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 with a, a variety of issues, whether it be the Second Amendment or, or anything else, uh, you don't need new laws. You just need to enforce the laws that are on the books. You just yep. need to enforce the laws that are already there. And in many cases, that would make a huge difference. Yep. So interesting stuff. If you want to hear um, the conversation, if you missed it, with, that we just had with Tim Shelsbrick um, from Dury Outdoors about the same issue and other things. Um, you can uh, make sure that you go back and check out the podcast. But let's go ahead and jump into this week's fishing report. And, Mark, go ahead and start us off. Okay, we'll get going. Uh, Truman Lake, Jordan Lear, he's a fishing guide and a buddy out there. Crappie, great. Fishing uh, 15 to 25 feet, brush piles, standard timber on the main lake in the mouth of the creek. Jigs and minnows are both working. Jigs and a chartreuse color combination working the best with the stained water. Catfish are good, anchoring at the mouth of the creek. Channel ledges and the main channel using fresh cut shad, 25 to 38 feet using the Santee Cooper rig. White bass and hybrids are good. Fishing the main lake points, wind, wind-blown banks using rooster tails, three-inch sliders, half-ounce jig and spoons, white working the best. Black bass is good. Fish the main lakes to windy banks. Uh, the mouse of creeks and coves throw a half-ounce uh, football jig around the brush piles in 10 to 20 feet of water. Square bow cranks in a shad color and spinner baits in white and chartreuse. You go out to Carlisle, Jake Neely, he's a guide out there, another buddy. Uh, Crappie, excellent on the uh, on the brush and rocks and the treetops with jigs and minnows. Catfish are good on the clay points, shallow with uh, fresh shad. White bass slow on the rock points with spinners and curly tails. Go down to Red Lake, Fred Mooney. I think he's a guy down there. Water temps are in the mid-40s, and the crappie bite is great. This week, a purple and chartreuse and white, blue and white are doing the best. Lake level continues to drop. And he said lots of winter projects are going on the lake, which include dredging out of some of the silted areas and the access areas. Uh, this week, she said that Jackie's boat ramp is closed while they work on it. said all the restrooms in the area that use water are closed for the season as well. Uh, local rivers and lakes, Eric Nori. So now the weather is stable, and the, and the cold moves and the fish are biting well again. The crappie are really schooled on the brush pile and are hitting really well. White bass and hybrids are schooling and feeding really well, so they're, they're, that's also good. Large mouse are on the points of submerged weed beds, and they are biting good as well. Kind of thing there, crappie were great in. Yeah. Numerous spots. So. Yep, 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 absolutely. And our buddy Mike Marfell with the Lake of the Ozarks report, he says that Lake of the Ozarks fishing uh, report is that it is good and getting better. We kind of talked about how um, this cold snap has um, has has kind of uh, affected not only uh, the hunters, uh, people out in the woods in a very good way, but also, if you're willing to deal with the cold temperatures, it's a great time to be out there catching a lot of uh, big fish as well. He says the cold snap has kicked off that good fall bite. Chase the wind with your favorite way to catch them. Spinnerbait, jerkbait, lipless crankbait, square bill, and, of course, it is Alabama rig time. Find the bait in the wind and start covering water. If not getting bit, move. It could be a timing thing and come back and try again later. They are biting, so if you're not getting bit, you need to move. It, it is Lake of the Ozarks, so always a bit of a jig bite in brush or docks, or even better, docks with brush. 
Uh, good luck. Be safe and avoid <laughs> and avoid being a dick out there. That was, <laughs> yeah, that, was that was a, a callback to last week's show about don't be a dick when you are uh, fishing or hunting. Don't encroach on uh, on anybody else's uh, anybody else's good time out there on the water. Uh, I can't believe it, but uh, this is our last show before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is this coming week. It's absolutely it, it, incredible. It, uh, Amazing how the time flies. It really is. Uh, we are going to be back here with a brand new show for you um, next weekend. So right after Thanksgiving. So make sure you are tuned in for that. And uh, Bluff City Outdoors, um, just to remind folks, uh, open all year round. And as we get into the holiday season, especially with people that were, are going to want to come out and take advantage of the archery range and the techno hunt system and all that stuff. Um, uh, holiday hours, what days? Yeah, we're is so we'll be, days to avoid during the holidays, that kind yeah, of stuff. We only close on the, we'll be closed Thanksgiving Day, but we'll be back open Friday for, we're actually going to have Black Friday sale. Weekend hey, going, all right. You know, so uh, we'll be doing some deals there. Uh, have a lot of in-house stuff, but I'll be posting a lot on Facebook this week about what we'll be doing out okay. there as far as some of the. Some of the deals, yeah. You made any decisions that you can kind of, t- like, uh, give us a little uh Well, I know we like to, peek? to try to, any rods and reels, we usually do a 10% off. And then if mm-hmm. you combo them up and buy a rod or reel or a pre-made combo, we knock tw- uh, take that down 20%. Ooh. So that's, which is pretty good on some of the gear we sell, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, and just... Uh, that that That's some of the bigger things. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to do some deal. We might do some... Uh, Deals for maybe some coupons on, on like buying a techno hunt hour, nice. you know, nice. things like that. Yeah, just to, just to yeah. spur, you know, some more people. Getting yeah, out there absolutely. Stuff, so. um, you don't do the whole like, though, it's Black Friday. We open at three in the morning. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, we, you know, I, a people should be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to make somebody uh, stand in line in this cold weather to, you know, get yeah. some get some deal. Yeah, that's fantastic, though. Make sure you get out there. I mean, it's a, a day. A lot of people have that day off and uh, take advantage of uh, some great deals out of Bluff City Outdoors. About a mile east of Fast Eddie's in Alton. Uh, of course, you can also follow Bluff City on Facebook. That's a great place um, to go because you've uh, got some great drawings uh, and uh Chances for people to win some great stuff there on social media by following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook. And, of course, you can also go to the website, bluffcityoutdoors.com. Once again, you never have to miss an episode of the Bluff City Outdoors show. Just subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, whatever it may be, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify. We are on all of those and many, many more. And we will be back here next week with another brand new fresh show for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. For producer Leah and my partner Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Bluff City Outdoors show on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Hear that lullaby.